0: Oh my gosh. I can't tell you how excited I am. It's only taken us, I don't even know how long for us to have this conversation because we've been planning it for, I don't know, three years. Yeah. So, if you don't know this incredible thing already, oh, I'm teary already. One minute in, go. she bursts into tears. <gasps> okay we can do this (laughs) if you don't know this incredible human being already then you need to she is extraordinary she has an extraordinary story of strength persistence resilience um femininity and transformation in ways that i've never even experienced before oh she's crying too already (laughs) We started (laughs) Yeah. yeah we met three years ago entrepreneurs resorts at a facilitator training we have collaborated facilitated co-lived co-engineered co-traveled you name it we have done it all together jade is the instigator of my relationship
1: <laughs> yes i am matchmaker. She's, extraordinary
0: <laughs> she's a cupid as well as everything else she has turned her life around in ways that people could only have dreamed of from very humble beginnings to now What did you you say? It was, I love it. From uh, business suit to swimsuit, she is the CEO and swimsuit CEO and leader and facilitator for Team Engineered, Life Engineered and the Barrel and Business Podcast. This is my extraordinary friend. (laughs) My heart, my soul. This is the incredible Jay Green and all the crap goes wild. (laughs) Oh, you actually made me cry. Um, Yeah, that is my job. (laughs) No, no, the tears. <laughs> the tears, oh gosh, the tears. And so, like always, we're just going to play from the heart because that's a, that's a place where both of us play to our strength. And there's so much I would love to showcase about you. And I'm sure there's a lot that you'd love to share with, with the people who are watching this. If you're watching it now, if you're watching it later, I am going to be deeply present with Jade and probably not following the, um, the comments as much as I should because I don't feel like it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would just r- rather be here so my darling this is our shine a light series and it's inspired by you because remember we were with Amrit and we're like yeah I could do a podcast but podcast is not for me and you're like I'm going to do a podcast I know exactly what it's going to be and out we went car shopping we went podcast vehicle shopping we did all, <laughs> all these things to create this podcast so here is my version of shine a light where I get to shine a light on extraordinary human beings and I'm blessed to call my friends, my partners, my clients, and my coaches and mentors. And um, I'm delighted to have you here all the way from Palm Beach, Queensland, to Hako Beach in Costa Rica. Wow, it's so cool!
1: And I only it feels like only five minutes ago you were living a couple of doors away.
0: It does feel like only five minutes ago. Well, this time last year.
1: Oh, wow, yeah, yeah, literally a year. And yes. um, this time last year, I thought I was going to Costa Rica to <laughs> run that, facilitator, to run that uh, accelerator that we did the facilitator training for. So how the world works, I, I couldn't be more, I couldn't have been more blessed in the last year.
0: Yeah, you are totally blessed, mind you. You have this beautiful, unique way of creating. And this is your whole business. It's it's literally you engineer your life. You engineer your circumstance. You engineer your business. You even engineer your relationships, women. (laughs) I would love, maybe let's, let's explore this. Like how did this whole engineer shizzle come to part for you?
1: Yeah, so I think it was when I was, well, When I attended the the accelerator that we now teach, I (laughs) was coming out of um, running my recruitment firm and I'd been in recruitment and headhunting for 13 years and I was like, okay, I'm done with wearing this suit. I want to go. I'd been out of the water, hadn't been surfing for 17 years and wanted to get back to that. I had a lot of time to reflect and go, okay, well, how did I get where I am? It's like, well, every step along the way I've really kind of engineered how I got there and thought about what what I wanted and then went around crafting how to get there. I didn't take no for an answer and I didn't take traditional routes. Like if you think about my very first um, couple of businesses, um, I, I grew up wanting to be a fashion designer and I got, ex- I got a part scholarship into the White House School of Fashion and I really wanted to be a fashion designer. But I, I, even with a part scholarship, I couldn't afford to go. So instead, mm-hmm. I just decided to start dressmaking business and inherited myself an alterations shop. Um, I, uh, You probably can't tell on camera, but I am not the stature to be a model and probably didn't have all the hallmarkings of Ethan a promo girl, but I didn't let that hold me back either because I wanted to attend the super cool events. So I just made my own agency around it. So it's about going, okay, well how do you engineer what you really want? But there's a, there's a little uh, caveat I have on that. And it's, it's actually, I was listening to Vision's book just recently, again, Martine, that goals can be a really dangerous thing in, in an untrained mind because so cool. some of us are powerful manifestors and some of us can really go after things and we set goals and we achieve them. I'm one of those people. I set goals. And if I really want it, I fucking make it happen. But Sometimes we base our goals based on the bullshit rules of society and we go and achieve all these things and we have the shiny sports cars and the houses looking at opera houses and harbour bridges and beautiful suits and expensive watches. And we, we wake up one day and we're like, wait, is this all there is to life? This, what? I should have all the happy things. And so when it came to re-engineering my next stage of my life, I wanted to get back in touch with, who my soul was at, a, at who I was at a soul level and what truly lit me up and made me happy. And I realized that surfing was what made me really me. I'm a water baby at heart. And even during the 17 years not being in the water, I had to see the water or I literally went haywire. So my houses are always on water, looking at water. And I was like, okay, cool. So if surfing is the thing that gives me the most joy and my family and my family, I was living in Sydney and my family lived. Um, in Queensland and Northern New South Wales. And what I absolutely love is to serve people. And what my clients have told me why they work with me is because I'm their business coach and consultant, not, not just their recruiter, like it's I'm their, and often their life coach. And I'm like, the thing that lights me up most is helping people to be the best version of themselves and most importantly, build businesses that make them happy. And then the ultimate step for that being that they are the ripple effect for happiness by creating happy workplaces for their teams. I was like, okay, cool, great. I've got all this shit. Now what do I do with it? (laughs) I know all these things. How do I make this into something? And so life engineered was born by going, okay, how do I engineer my life? What's the core elements that I believe make a five dimensional human. And that's business relationships, wisdom, health, adventure, and spirituality. And I was like, okay, how can I upskill in all of those areas? And how do I pull that together? And then if I fast forward into the future of how I want to live every day of my life, like I wake up every day, what do I want to do? What do I want to see? Who do I want around me? And what's the things I need to do to get to that? And then reverse engineer that back. Is that the long, short
0: end? 100%. 100%. You gave me so much then. And I was like, oh, get that bit, get that bit, get that bit. (laughs) I love this space about um creating happy spaces right creating teams and empowering them from that place of happiness and I know that's like come through not only your recruitment training your team development your own businesses the work you've done with Valley, there's this is space around your happy teams and productivities and how do we create and build teams and this is what you're known for we've wiggled off the path sometimes but how do you build and create and, and manage teams that are highly effective and I think this is something that you've really nailed right
1: yeah so a so-
0: little bit about that
1: so I had a realization, as I said, I kind of squirreled a little bit. Um, and I had my coach tell me the other day that I'm a high ticket people pleaser. And my problem is I'm a jack of all trades, master of fucking everything. And he's like, so you get pulled because you can serve, you you run off and serve. He said, but it's actually um, s- stealing you away from what you really should be doing. He goes, I want you to go and think about that. And then the minute I went back to, I'd, I'd seen a few people struggling with attracting the right talent for their business, amazing, awesome businesses that really we really need in the world. They're humanity plus and they, they are really serving a purpose and they can have a massive impact, but they weren't getting the right people on the bus or weren't getting people on the bus at all because they just didn't know how. And I was like, ah, oh, I need to help you. And then other ones that were getting people on, but they didn't know how to manage and lead. And it, it was all falling down. And I was like, far out. I just can't stand on the sideline anymore. I need to help them. And the minute I went back into that and stepped into my genius and reconnected into what I've said for how many years now that uh, I want to be the world's largest enabler of humans that are happy at work. And I believe yep. that's the founders. And I really do believe that as business owners, it's it's our absolute responsibility to be that ripple effect, that place where people feel safe and happy and connected because workplaces like going to work with that's where we spend the majority of our time and it's the biggest cause for strength anxiety and depression and an unhappy parent going home to a kid snapping at them can have a lasting imprint on that child's life forever and one unhappy person going out and being a dick on their way home just because you know the straw's broken the camel's back like I really feel that this is my opportunity to this is I'm not going to create a movement that changes the world I'm not the guru but if I can help impact driven humanity plus businesses create workforces of more awakened humans that every time they leave work, they smile at a stranger. They use a keep cup rather than using a plastic cup, a takeaway cup. And they, they go home and they uh, they know how to connect with their kids. They've got the skills to communicate, not only with their colleagues, but everyone around them. Then that's my, oh, I've just, I'm going to cry. <laughs>
0: Go on, you can do this. This is the thing we've been waiting for.
1: (laughs) Then that's my contribution to humanity. And I can do that more by working with organisations than I can with individuals, which is why I spun away from doing like individual life coaching or working one-on-one with individuals because if I can help those business leaders that are humanity plus and human-centric to be able to build those workforces, then that's my ability to impact more people to be happy at work. So, and there's a happy side effect for business owners, right? Happiness is the greatest hack to productivity and profitability. So, I think it's a win win win.
0: 100%. All the words you just used there were all my trigger words. I just love it. Uh, you know, human centric businesses, you know, I believe that small businesses have the capacity to change the world. I 100% believe that we need to change the paradigm of what corporate business looks like and bring people-centric business forward Mm. my vision and my mission is to support businesses and business owners to be able to step into that power and break away from the paradox of i need to be in corporate right i need to do this corporate thing i need to like you know live in this wheel that we've been taught and so through empowering small business and through empowering humanity plus and and people driven Organizations, I really believe we are the ripple effect and we can create that critical mass for change with, you know, great businesses, great teams, great productivity that has a ripple effect into our whole world. And it's not enough for people to work till they're 60 and have 12 years of freedom if they're going to live to 72. The idea is to have the freedom within the scope of the productivity, the work, their mission and their purpose, and to have more purpose-driven businesses come forward. And I freaking love you. You're <laughs> awesome. it's awesome. This is why you're so, my, <laughs> Huh? This, this, is is like this, is, this is why we're... 100% this is why we're each other's people. So it's a habit, I think, for a lot of business owners, and I know that this is relatable for us, right? It's a habit for a lot of business owners to play small in this space, right? To not do the thing, whether it's engineer the business, engineer the life, um, create the opportunity that's going to facilitate change for people and I know this is you're this architect of this kind of design so for people who are in that maybe startup phase or they're looking they have a big mission and big vision but they don't know how to engineer that space and knowing that alone we can do very little but when we build teams and when we build communities we can do so much more what would be like the advice you'd give to someone who, because a lot of my followers and clients are, you know, they really they're in their startup, they're in their first two years, you know, they're maybe just starting to build a team, they're maybe just starting to, bro- you know, what's the thing? Spread their wings. Yeah, spread their wings and start to dabble at how do they grow and scale, and this is something you're so good at.
1: Yeah. So I think the the age old analogy of when was the best time to plant a tree? Twenty years ago next best time is right now. The same thing is building the culture of your business. And I know that like this is very dear to your heart because you work so so much with your clientele around getting clear on their their purpose, their mission and their values so that you can create the right branding for them, the right messaging for them um, and the right profile and presence and, and all of that. But the problem is most people don't do that. Most startups will just go and hire a logo designer like, chuck up some words on a website that, oh, that, that sounds like good. I think my clients have like those values. Oh, that, I saw that on a, a wall. I'll take that. And it's literally words on a wall. And there's no deep connection to it. So I think that the, everybody, every business owner should stop and think about the culture DNA of their business. And that should be what permeates through every business decision that they make. So I I've evolved rather than doing just vision, mission values. I've really evolved that through a lot of study of like, not only the mind Valley stuff, but um, culture is everything by um, Tristan white and uh, and countless other books and, and training with the entourage and training with um, Roger James Hamilton and distilled it. And what, what really is when I look at getting team on board and not only team, but customers from doing the marketing side of things, what is it? And I think I've, changed it now to be having a really strong and clear purpose statement we exist too like just to finish the statement we exist too so you have a guiding north star like you know we don't squirrel off and this is like yeah, mirror hi like my team's now like we exist to do what now we don't exist to teach linkedin profiles no we don't unless it's for attracting talent um and everything is that that guider and it keeps you on track and then the mission is the mission is Literally, what is the steps to achieve the purpose? So if you think about SEAL Team 6, they have a purpose that they're going towards and they're on a mission. So what is the actual mission? What is, what is the measurables and how are you going to get there? Then taking that down and going, what is our five-year obsession? So if you're thinking about what's that that big old purpose, breaking it down to a five-year obsession so that you can make it into measurable bite-sized pieces that not only you can believe, because this is the problem. People, like even for me, I say I want to be the world's largest enabler of humans that are happy at work. I'm I'm not, like that's just been intrinsically me, but that's not quantifiable. So now I'm going to be, I'm going to impact 6,000 humans to be happier at work by May, 2024. And I've got something to measure. And I know what I need to do each year now to get that. Like how many people I've got to have reach my podcast, how many webinars I need to do, how many clients I need to train so I can break that down. It's like, right, what is a five-year obsession that you can communicate not only with your team but with your soul to make happen? And then I really believe that values are your own personal beliefs and no one can tell you what your values are virtues on the other hand are actually designed to be a group construct so Mm -hmm. and a virtue is something that you're always striving to achieve so instead of having values that are in because i think if someone tells me these are these are your values i'm like fuck you that's not my values yeah if you have virtues and company virtues then and you can have i i make it into three levels of what like what a virtue plays out as so whether that's um you know this is our baseline okay this is our minimum standard and then this is how we excel and what we're always striving for now if you then use those virtues you you profile your clients if they don't if they don't match up if they're not human human centric planet class whatever it is for you they don't hit these things there are no client right Mm -hmm. same with your team members whether they be freelancers whether they be Um, outsource team, virtual assistants, or in-house. If it's anyone supplying to your business, they should be aware of these things and they should comply to your virtues and be aligned to your mission. That way, you're not going to have the rub and it's not going to be frictionful pushing forward. So my first thing to say to, to everyone is to really sit down and get crystal clear on that because once you've got that, that's how you will be able to hire. So if you think about like a startup that you know it might be just little old me right now, sell the dream. So Mindvalley uses a ma- manifesto. Uh, mm. I think Roger uses a future a future vision. Um, there's a, a book called Vivid Vision. Like they're all the same sort of thing. I use a, the purpose statement, um, but really distilling out what what the future looks like within your business and sell the dream, and that is how you get the right people on the boat, rowing in the direction with you, right? Because if we, if we don't, if we focus on how we're going to achieve that big purpose rather than who can help us get there, we get bogged down and it seems really overwhelming and then we freak out and we get busy being busy and we burn out. Whereas when you put that out to the universe, the people appear. And to really think about then, be creative. Don't think I have to just trade time for money. Like I've got people on my team that I trade coaching for. So I coach them on building their own business in exchange for them doing things for me. And it's an equal and fair value exchange. I've got people that work on commission only. I've got affiliates. I've got external resources. So it's, it's not about going, I don't have the cash to do this. You need to open it up and go, who do I need? Here is my manifesto. Who wants to, who believes in this purpose as well? Who wants to join this and how can we serve each other and serve humanity better? And once you've got that, you, you, your blinkers come off and things just change exponentially. And that's how you'll get your scale.
0: So darn cool, honey. So darn cool. There are so many pieces in there. <laughs> I love that piece. Well, I love it all about the mission, vision, and values, and I know you do that super, super well and I know that's something that a lot of people don't s- stay in the space of. I also love the place about virtues and being virtues to life in the business, right? I think for us, and this is quite often people, when they're getting started, they stay small, right? They're like, oh, well, I only need someone, you know, blah, 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 or I have a small budget. But even the smallest person in your organisation has a ripple effect because they're your voice, right? So if that person doesn't align, whether we use values or, you know, the same passion or virtues then that's actually going to have a negative ripple effect for your business over time this is something i've learned <laughs> many times Just once <laughs> Two times yes
1: and sometimes and, but sometimes that's because we see someone's core skill set is really good mm-hmm. and we feel like oh my god that skill is amazing and i and i want that skill but and and there's often a thing in your gut you're like oh there's something not right but i really want the skill And I've had the same thing with copywriters and things like that, like seeing some of their work, it's amazing, but it's just been like an absolute punish trying to deal with them because there was a rub. Um, And like you said, the other thing to remember though is everyone is a human. So no matter how small a piece they play within your business, they need to be treated exactly like, a, the most valued team member. So I also teach not to have a hierarchical org chart to create an alliance, which is more of a network and understanding how each role works within the business and how even what might be seen as the smallest part or the lowest paid without that person, somebody else can't get their job done.
0: What I love about you and that you're stepping into this space and we're just going to go a little bit personal right now is the, you said who and so you're a star profile so for anyone who's been in our world for quite some time you know Jade and I are both advocates of Roger James Hamilton's work and his wealth dynamics profile test and the star profile is all about all about who right it's all about you know who do we connect with who do we serve it's really that great connector and so here's Jade in this space of being this people person right so you see obviously look at you you're a people person you're here to be of service you're here for the people and here you are standing in that space of being the who the connector and empowering other people to understand that question of who mm. i was doing this last week with i can't remember who someone i'm not the who person right i'm the what person <laughs> <laughs> sorry I, I think it was a group and we were talking about what is the question that you asked first right do you like if you're, if you're given a problem? Do you ask the question, What do I need to do? Do you ask the question, Who is able to help me? or Who do I need to speak to? Do you ask the question, of When is that happening? or How does that work? Right? And then that allows us a framework in the simplest way of under, understanding what kind of person or energy that we have. So I love that you're in your who, your blaze, your people energy, and now your whole business, and this is important for anyone who's been following this, trans, that, this piece that I talk about, the energies of your business, your whole business is actually centered around people, the who, the blaze energy, because that is your highest purpose and alignment. Yeah. It's
1: so cool to see. It's, um, yeah, because it's interesting. So I'd, I had gone so much into, because I could, and I had the skills, I went into the how, and was going deep on business plans and strategy and like accountability and blah, 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 which yeah, I can do and everyone's like, oh yeah, you're the get shit done person, but it's really not where my genius is, like at my my full extension.
0: Well, your purpose and and your passion, that space that lights you up is like bringing people to the right space, right? And so if we, as business owners, and this is something that I'm learning too, I'm a slow learner. Oh my God, I wish I was a fast learner. <laughs> it's a space of like, here's this stuff that lights me up and there's all the other stuff that I can do, right? And I do a bunch of stuff that, you know, I can do because I'm good at it. I'm not, not so dissimilar, but it's not the stuff that I'm here to be of service to. And so when we start to follow the engine, I need this for the cash flow, I need this, and I can do this and I can do this. And you're serving the yes train because we are classic people pleasers and also we're like we've got this desire that comes from I've got to achieve all these things. It's your terminology, that soul-sucking search for significance. (laughs) Yes. Right? That space where we follow the dream that's been given to us by someone else as opposed to actually really checking in with who we are as humans and following the path that actually has been given to us through our message that we don't even pay attention to right because we're so busy not being present to who we are and and our own internal greatness and our own internal compass they're trying to figure shit out rather than allowing us to make the intention to set the tone and then to be willing and open to see what evolves and that's a it's a brave thing to do right to come from that place
1: I think uh, something that just came up for me then is I feel like maybe I squirrelled because I thought, because this is so natural to me, it was too easy. And that's soul searching search for significance and that, you know, the ingrained limiting beliefs or something that uh, things need to be hard or I've really got to fucking earn it. And like, I've got to create this thing. And, um, and if it's uh. that natural thing to me, then that's, you know, that's taking the easy route or something um which i think is why i i shied away from just staying deep on this um but it was someone (laughs) i was coaching someone on you know i need to get you into your zone where you're doing what only you can do none of the lower mortal stuff you you we need to get geniuses around you that are geniuses at those things that's not your jam like we need you doing just what only you can do (laughs) and he turned around and said are you doing that i'm like your mouth
0: you, not sh- about me <laughs> yeah. it's not about
1: me it's about you uh about you. <laughs>
0: yeah
1: and it's just been so funny is it's like the the, the tap has turned on mm-hmm. I, I booked the minute I came out of my mouth I booked like four speaking gigs like people met sending me a message on Facebook saying I saw you in a breakout we were in a breakout room in November and I just loved your energy and you talked about this. I would absolutely love you to come and speak to our high-end clients. Could you do that? I'm like, what? So that yeah. when you get into that alignment, so I challenge anyone that's, that feels like they're having a rub and it's a bit hard and just tap in and, and, and listen to your soul. What, what are you scared of? And I think, Ooh. Mm. Yucky. Ah, uh, uh I think that so for me stepping into this the, the fear of rejection because I know this is the thing that I do absolutely better than anybody else and it is my zone and I know that I this is what I'm meant to be doing so that fear of what if I fuck it up So if I do something else, I can blame like, oh, you know, I was learning that along the way, or there's so many other people that are way better at that. And I was like in the bloody red sea with everybody else. That's a business coach. And you can make excuses, uh, for that. And, you know, I've got to be learning this rather than doing this and, and constantly on that wheel, whereas stepping into, and I'm I'm saying this because I think there'll be people listening that are like, oh, there's that something in my gut that I know that I, I shouldn't be doing that. or I should be really doing that. And, It's that fear of, of, ooh, slight fear of success, but also because it's so, it it is actually your purpose, that fear of failure or fear of not living up to your potential can be hamstringing.
0: 100%, 100%. There's something else in that too, is like you built a business that you didn't love, in that space in some ways, right? So here you are, like you built a business that was like super successful, there you are in your fancy obnoxious sports car, like, and then you didn't love it, right? So yeah. there could also be that space of, I don't want to do that again, because I did that before and I didn't freaking love it. And so Lord knows I don't want to go there. Yeah.
1: Um, There's definitely, have that. there was a huge fear of success around that. And that, that got kind of brought to the forefront. I did Marissa Pearce, um quest on abundance not long ago. And I had identified that success meant that I wouldn't have my love relationship and success Mm -hmm. would mean that I lose some elements of myself. Um, and that I had to step into being someone that I didn't want to be like that real super alpha, um, that hardcore, you know, fucking hard ass person that grinds and slept two hours a night and wore that as a badge of honor. And, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, that, yeah, the more successful I, I became, the the more people I lost. Like it, it, it was um, ultimately cost me my my marriage. And I, yeah, because people couldn't, people that had been with you for so long couldn't handle the pace that you grew at. And I I'd had, um, and I was like, oh, I need new new friends. And so there, I think there was a bit of a hangover for that um well definitely there was a at this time last year that that's when that sort of came came around um and so I've worked on that for almost well I'd say it's probably been eight months now kind of going through that and and going okay well if I put these things in place for my relationship and if I don't hire everyone the same brush and just because I'm successful doesn't mean and what redefining what success is and going I don't have to work 18 hour days and I don't have to be like this and it's not all about the money. It's about the lifestyle as well. Um, And redefining that really helps, I think, to to flip that switch, to go back.
0: Mm -hmm. Because it's interesting, we find ourselves when we go back to the thing that we know, right? So you're going back to this space that you have ingrained in you and there's a space that we know how to do that thing, but there's patterns and behaviours that we had from that previously that we... Definitely don't want to bring into how we create it now, right? Yeah. And so there can be that fear, and I catch myself doing it all the time. It's like I was the membership queen. I, like, I, you know, hit extraordinary sales and membership goals for a really long time. And when I'm in, when I'm out of flow, I start to go back to that membership space of, mm, I need to hit all these KPIs because I'm the membership yeah. girl, right? Well, do the numbers. numbers. Do the numbers it doesn't feel real good like it just doesn't feel like the place that i'm meant to be of service to and interestingly now as we come into this and i think there's a real shift and actually on my last call we all said the same thing i think there's a real shift in the energies and the frequencies right now and those who are open are really seeing and and they're able to be able to take that next step i'm in a different time zone which wigged me out i'm actually a day behind now i've never been behind in my life i'm like I'm violently opposed to being behind. Like it's it's at the very core of me, just the most abhorrent thing that could possibly be is for me to be behind. You're so but not yesterday, babe. You're very so not yesterday. I'm so present. I'm <laughs> present moment. Maybe that's the learning. Maybe it's not about today or yesterday. Maybe it's just about the present. Oh. Well timeline jumping,
1: right? What is time as a
0: as a construct? That's right. we there here. is no time. I'm in today. I'm not in yesterday. We're good. <laughs> And the point of my ramble was that I was so worried that I would be disconnected because of the time thing. And my issue, ooh, for years the thing time. You know, not enough time, too old, running out of time. I should have done this for this time. I feel like there's never enough time. And so since I got here, and I'm in perfect timing. You need to use all <laughs> the time. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not as busy. And so most people are like, "Oh my goodness, look at you! You said the same thing." You're like, "Oh, you're glowing." I'm like, "I'm not working my ass off," which is rare. Like, yeah. I literally have days off. I'm like, "Who are Who you?" Are you? <laughs> and then I'll go and do something. I was like, oh, "I don't feel like it," so I don't, which is never happens. <laughs> wow. Who are you? And I'm not. I don't feel pressured for the first time in my life. I don't feel pressured about time. Right because my time is not reliant on other people's time frames anymore because I'm living in my own time and space. Ah! So crazy. And so then from here, there's this new co-creation. There's this new creation for the work, this new alignment for business, new alignment for my team, like all of these things. It's very different because I'm not under the same time constructs that I had before, which is always my big fear
1: this is amazing and like I said when we first got on the call the difference in you is is huge and yeah you can you can really see it and I can't I I just want to give you a high five that Martine's taken days off like this is like we know our soul sucking search for significance makes us be busy being busy like just and, and you know that keeps the brain quiet too but I'm the, the importance, I actually did a, um, a podcast two weeks ago with uh, one of my clients, Kyle, uh, about the importance of self-care. And we've talked a lot about, like, you can't fall from an empty cup. But for me, doing this work with business leaders now and how they lead their team and the fact that I used to want, like, I built my previous recruitment firm, I wanted it to be around work-life balance and not burning out my recruiters the way that the industry did and all of this shit. And then I'd be like, radio. I'm turning the internet like three o'clock on a Friday. I'd unplug the Wi-Fi and everyone'd be like, what are you doing? And I was like, time to get out, get your beers, off you go. And yeah. then someone actually pulled me up on it and said, yeah, you tell us to do one thing, but you do the other. Mm-hmm. So the underlying message I'm receiving is you will still value if I want to get your good graces and your favor, you still want me to grind as good as, as hard as you do. And if I want to be as successful as you, I have to grind as much as you do. And I know that you don't sleep bugger all, and I'm like, oh, oh, that's yucky. Yeah. And then I was like, well, actually, in the back of my mind, I actually kind of think that, oh shit, that really is rippling. Um, so we we really do need to connect to that. And I re- I actually I actually believe I truly believe, and there's so many studies around it that. We need to have that self-care and that, that downtime and that space to allow ourselves to have the creativity and to be able to, whether it be meditate mm, or just to, for me, surf, which is my meditation, beach walk, meditation, just the space to process because otherwise when we're in that go, 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 go or the alpha, we are forcing decisions. We're making decisions under time constraints we're trying to do things on logic, and we're not allowing ourselves to open up to the universe and, t- and, and tap in, or to play with the ideas of what if, so that we can run, you know, the three question decision making. Like, okay, so if I make that decision, then what what is the knock on effect from that? And then what is the knock, what's the consequence of that? And what's the what's the best outcome, and what's the worst outcome? When we're just bang, 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 nonstop, you don't think through the consequence chain. And you don't think about, you don't have the opportunity to go, hold on, how could I look at this like completely out of the box? And if we impart that on our team, then we're not allowing them to step into their best self and get their best ideas because we're just pushing them too. So it's about, I really, and it's it's the hardest thing for me. You know, it's hard for me as well. I'm doing much better um, by having children around and and all of that, like weekends have to be downtime. Um, But Making sure that we actually create that space, and even if you need to—I don't have my whiteboard here anymore, but I still have the whiteboard. Um, have it as have a, a whiteboard. Try. Your activity, my activity tracker—that serve, that serves my uh, overachievement brain. Tick a box thing. Tick a box. But, but in terms of it had surf, exercise, meditate on top uh, before all of the business KPIs. Because if I didn't do these things, I couldn't be the best of this. And I think mm. as business owners, we've got to get out of the programming of the culture scape that nine to five, work hard, every hour they need to be blah, 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 and and really understand how much we can 10X their impact on our business by giving space. Cool thing, babe.
0: Such a cool thing. And I do something very similar. Like I schedule, because I'm also a planner and a box ticker, and i like schedule uh fitness and yoga i schedule meditation and journal yeah. <laughs> like i schedule my walks and you know i schedule all of those things and i know you do that too right and then and then only once all that is done then i allow myself to like open my computer and, and do the work stuff right yeah. and so it's a very big shift for both of us to be able to do this thing but look what it opens up i've I don't know what what the exact statistic is, but someone like one of my mentors has said something along the lines of anything more than 35 hours a week is is actually not productive. It's just filling time, right? And so we stay in this state of high alert, which actually is not productive. It's not helping us. It's not helping our business. It's not helping our clients. We end up being more disconnected the longer we work because we're diminishing as we go. And this is not how we create a ripple effect for change, right? Like you, I had teams that I taught to overwork. And I remember looking down and this poor girl, she was on the floor, like, you know, kneeling, trying to make sales. And I'm like, what have I done? Yeah. Like, what have I done to you? I'm so sorry. And so, like, while I was saying, you need to look after yourself, we often um, forget to be the leader's, actually showing up in that authenticity yeah
1: the thing i'd say to people that are doing massive hours is ask yourself what you're hiding from i know what i'm hiding from when i when i just busy myself being busy doing all sorts of shit i, I don't want to hear what's going on in here mm-hmm. um and the, the the negative self-talk and i so i just go into over delivery um really ask yourself Is that is it even important, the shit that you're doing? Where did you waste time? How could you do the task more efficiently? And if it's a task that's less than 25 bucks an hour to pay someone else to do, you shouldn't be doing it.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, if I look at what you and I have been able to do, even when we're super crazy busy, like several years ago, several years, a couple of years ago, anyway, whenever, um, we could travel, we could travel full time, which we both did, right? run businesses, be it events, be it workshops, be it like all kinds of crazy things and still be able to manage our business, deliver deliver outcomes, manage teams, all of those things. Now, I certainly wasn't working 12 hours a day when we were doing that, right? Mm. Yet, we still have the same level of productivity. Mm.
1: And time, time expands and contracts to suit, right? Well, you think about when we were in Croatia. So we mm. went to workshops and seminar pretty much all day, most days. And Mm -hmm. I I was running a bulk launch uh, and running a sales and marketing team um, spread out across the whole world, as well as my clients. You had a team all over the world. You had a million deliverables for that. You had a couple of high-end clients as well. But we still managed to party in a coliseum, go out to lunches and dinners with our friends, go to extra masterminds, go on boat cruises, meet your fiancé, (laughs)
0: meet our future husbands yep what even is that so crazy it is so crazy right so crazy Um,
1: and it's it's funny whereas like say i think two weeks before we arrived in croatia we were running the same teams but we would and getting the same output but we were using
0: all of the hours in the day all the time all the time and so here's the learning right it's so interesting It's so interesting and so delightful to witness, right? To witness it in each other, to witness it in the communities that we're a part of and to be able to facilitate that for others, right? I wanted to touch on something else that has just come through. Like I was talking to one of my coaching groups. Let me just say that again. (laughs) Oh, my little girl is all grown up. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> I was moving on, and mentor a Martin. lot
1: of them. We'll call you mentor martine instead of coach Martina. Does that make you feel more comfortable?
0: So funny, so funny. <laughs> and the stupid thing is, I was a personal trainer. I was a Pilates instructor. I was a nutrition coach. Like I've been literally a coach my whole life. I don't know why I didn't want to Maybe because all the negative connotations about PTs and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, here I am, social media coach, coach Martina. Yep. Martin. Anyway. And a lot I of them know. are in this space of rebranding, right? To get is past such a Media queen. Oh no, stop! Because I really, you know what I, mean, I, with the I love the alliteration. I know. Now, please turn that in, into an acronym. Mmm. 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 Anyway. Um, a lot of them are going through a rebrand, right? And this whole piece about the brand. And I know we've talked about this at length. You know, so <laughs> obviously I'm brand architect. You've been doing a lot of uh, branding about how to attract talent and personal brand. And so we come from branding in a couple of different places and we've obviously evolved and we're doing many more things in this branding design space. Oh, they turned on the light for me. So oh. cool. so pretty. And you'll be so proud. i back to
1: using my Jade Green brand rather than, uh, life it. engineered and, and and actually stepping into the personal brand that I teach everyone else to do, using
0: the branding suite you made for me. We're probably are due for an upgrade though.
1: Gosh.
0: Still good though. Can't be Still good. first time around. <laughs> oh, you haven't used it? Oh well then we keep using it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> keep using it, it's fine. And so one of the things that uh, one of the things that I, I love it when they happen um i'm super mindful of as i talk about branding and actually for me branding is the wrong word now because like you i'm all about connection i'm all about you know helping people find that customer pathway helping people um create meaningful businesses and making sure that every part of the process is deeply connected and it's the truth Not the version we think we need to be, but the deeply connected truth. And doing that through brand architecture, I thought was always a space. But actually, it's customer experience design. Oh. And customer experience architecture, which incorporates, which encompasses the brand. So I'm exploring this. Yeah. I'm exploring this at the moment because the brand and the storytelling and so many people have seen me and the work that I do is storytelling, whether it's visual storytelling or crafting the content or writing the story, but it's actually not about the story of us as a business. It's about the story of how do we serve, right? And how do we connect with people and how they serve? And so I find people at the moment talking about brand. And of course, there's that entry level of brand where I need a logo or I need you know, my color palette and all those things. And those things are important. We both have a brand, right? That speaks of who we are but actually the brand is not the fluffy logo. It's not your colour palette. It's not the text, of the designs. It's not like how we show up online in the dark because that's happening. Um, It's actually about the story that other people tell about us. And so for you, who's been so prevalent in this space about crafting these brands that attract talent, what would you share with people who get stuck in the brand how would you help them
1: well you know how stuck I was in branding because I really felt like I needed to hide behind a logo uh, and a company brand rather than my own brand even though I taught personal branding Um, and it comes back again to that essence right the purpose the mission the five-year obsession and the virtues who you are, like what's the culture DNA of your business and who you are, whether it's just you as a solopreneur, a, free, a freelancer even. Even if you're mm-hmm. a freelancer, you need to have this stuff so you can choose who you work with. And then you, you will radiate from that and you will draw the right clients to you because of it, right? It's, uh, oh, so funny. Martin, tonight I, I'm delivering. Remember we did how to fill your CRM using your personal brand for becoming a visible. Totally,
0: I know how to how I'm doing, doing part,
1: it. I'm literally doing part two of that tonight. With Yay. my coaching group um, around that personal branding and 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 that everything that is you and this like how do you show up like visually how like what's your what's what's who are you at a core essence and how does your business radiate at that and then if we take that to attracting talent it's like every, like you need to think of of talent just like you think as customers right it's the same thing for me so I like you do a customer life cycle or or the value cycle in Rogers system. You need to have a candidate life cycle. Where do they they find you to get noticed? What's your your diamond that sparkles to get their attention? How do you turn them into a follower? How do you bring them into your community? How do you turn them into a prospect? Same as a customer, uh, someone that's considering working with you. Even if they're considering giving you a proposal to do outsource or freelance work or a supply to you, they're they're paying you with the decision of whether they're going to work with you or not. And they will price depending on that. The amount of actual work they put in for you will depend on that. So that's like if you've got a candidate at that level. They become a client or a customer when they buy your opportunity, buy yes. the opportunity to work with you. They're paying you with the most important thing that they have, their time. Yeah. And buy their more money.
0: And They're their hopes and dreams. Their because hopes when they Their t- whole life. Their whole life. And, and life. their livelihood their livelihood, their reputation,
1: their own brand, mm-hmm. right? So it, you, you need is. to think about that brand experience of dealing with you, whether it's customer, candidates, talent. But the the point is is thinking everyone has a personal brand. Every business has a brand, whether you like it or not. It, it's what people say about you or worse, don't say about you when you leave a room, leave a Zoom, you walk past, you've entered a room or not. So yeah. you've got to think about what is the feelings. So rather than the logo, like I know people will recognize that I have my, I usually have my barrels board here, my barrels and business logo or the Jade Green logo or life engineer. Beautiful
0: logos, by the way,
1: or just gorgeous, gorgeous logos done by an amazing woman. Um, but whether it's my velocity logo, whatever, none of that. And my clients told me this, none of that matters. It is the essence of who I am and the business that I am. And it's the feeling and the trust that they have associated and there's some consistency, right? I've built cons- like even though there's some variety in what I do, there is the consistency of who I am and how my team show up, and who they are, and our core values and our core messaging. There's some simple things like how I look, like when I'm, you know, whenever I present, I'm in white. Like there's there's some elements that, like I went to meet Taki uh, and some of the other coaches yesterday, my team, and cool. the first thing they, the was like, they didn't re- recognize my face. The first thing they, well, they recognize my face, but the first thing they said to me is like, you're the girl with the background. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be a drama uh, because I have to move. But they were like, oh my God, where was your van on Monday? Because the background, because even when I'm out in my van, I've got the background or I bring in an element like this. If I'm inside in a room, I bring the surfboard. There's something that connects the dots for them subconsciously. And they also said, and you match your background. I was like, what do you mean? They're like, I don't know what it is. But you always match your background, and so there's little things that makes them feel safe, and that there is a brand essence woven within. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't need to be about the logo; it needs to be about the feeling that you want the person to have when they interact with you or your business.
0: Hundred percent. Did you hear that, people? How many times have I said that? There it is. <laughs> I'm sure she said. it. <laughs> all the fucking time literally rinse and repeat it's not about you it's about how people feel when they connect to you yeah the end and
1: and if you think about that like even when you think about logo design though if you then go to logo design you think about what's the feeling and emotion that you want them to have when they see this image the the colors portray that the the edges portray that like it's it that how how is your visual going to radiate your essence
0: I love it. So darn cool. So darn cool. All the things. And this is why we're such good friends and this is why we're such good collaborators, because we and this is what and something else that we teach, right? We do business with people that we feel connected to. We do business with people that we feel aligned to. We do business with people who think what we think, feel what we feel, and you know, behave the way we behave. This is how relationships are forged. Business is just about relationship, right? 100%. Building your teams is about building epic relationships, right? Someone said to me, oh, beautiful young boy I met yesterday. And he said, I want to be a manager. And I'm like, oh, why? (laughs) And I said, management is just about people. It's just about everything is really about people. We have to shift the paradigm that it's actually something else because literally everything is just about people. And on that happy note, and I'm super mindful of the time, I would love to just check in with you. What is the thing that you feel drawn to share that would wrap up our time together? tonight today in this present time I think the
1: main the main thing for me is be human centric so what I found I don't know why I'm feeling called to need to say this but um what I've found so often lately maybe in the circle that I am everyone's hiring hiring VAs or virtual people and obviously COVID so everyone's remote and the problem is people treat them like they're an app so the business owner or the the person paying the bill treats that person as an app like i've paid them to like I, I i feel like i've paid them to do this job and like i just get them to do it and there's they don't put the humanization into it and there's no connection they're, they're just expecting them to do a job and fulfill a, get an outcome out of them and there's no getting to know them there's no checking in with them there's no um team building and no treating them like a real human getting to know them so I really, and I, I just think that in this time where we are dispersed, really challenge you to think about everyone that's, every person that you're dealing with, how can you make it more human? So you and I are great for this. We, it's very rare with just a text message, we video call, we send voice memos, like because it adds the human side of things. With your clients, if you can't see them, how can you bring more human? So voice time or videos, how can you just send a video message instead of a text message to reconnect so that it's not like a digital, it's easy to forget a text message. It's easy to forget an email. Like it's dehumanizing the whole process and the relationships. So what can you do to be more human centric and make more connection in every element of your, your life and your business, not just with your team, but when it comes to team, think about traditional business think about what made people love like we know that workplaces that have best friends at work outperform by 7 to 10% other workplaces so what can you do to build a bit of that community within your team like my like the team that I run for one of my clients I plug into that we've got a virtual assistant in Canada we've got a virtual assistant in the Philippines we've got a copywriter in Brisbane we've got our video editor in Brisbane we've got me here we've got the trainers on site we've got other plug-in freelancers that we use we still get on a team huddle every week and we start with a breathing exercise and what are you grateful for and then nominating another team member for where they've upheld the virtues Mm -hmm.
0: so cool
1: I love that that has just made everyone feel so much well connected We've got to know each other. There's more banter. There's more fun. But there's people willing, like I have the guys going, oh, I'm going to pick up that for this guy because he's got to go to the physio because his legs are really sore and he wasn't going to go because he had the workload. But I'll grab that for him. I can come in an extra hour early. So, cool. so just, just really thinking about how you can be more human-centric and focus on, on making more friends.
0: Love it. I love it. You're so cool. <laughs> and now you can't see me.
1: Yeah, you're, you're a little bit of, you're a shadow of the former Martine. team. I know,
0: right? <gasps> but to wrap up, I, if I can stand under the light just for a minute so that I can wrap this up. In a stand way. the light on you, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> Never happens. There we go. <laughs> I wanna thank you for being here with me. And I wanna thank you for sharing your gifts. And I wanna thank you for following your heart and your passion because the world does need your light. I'm so delighted for you that you have found this. It is 100% your time and you are the greatest gift. And I love the way that you're showing up. I'm so happy for you. So if someone wants to get in contact with you, what's the best way to do that?
1: Uh, all of my socials. My handle is at jgreenau, as in for Australia. So jgreenau. You can catch me on all my socials or jump on jadegreen.com.au. Perfect.
0: Darling, I freaking love you. Love get you. to costa rica yes yeah i'm gonna and ring
1: right now so she can hear me.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah go 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 <laughs> uh, i've got a great idea martina and i will do costa rica we, we, can, do together. Together. I we have, can do it together i have my host <laughs> got a host no welfare required we're on It's being recorded and it's live <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll tag her
0: we'll tag her i love you have the most brilliant day ahead thank you for your greatness thank you i miss you i love you I miss
1: you too. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Hey there, barrel chasing business owners. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. What would be amazing and allow us to reach as many business owners just like you would be if you could leave us a five star review on iTunes. If you feel like you got any entertainment or any value out of today, if you could pop on over, that would mean the world to us. See you on the next show.